0: Hello, my beautiful, badass ladies, and I say ladies because I'm assuming that is the audience that I have attracted with this episode because you all are who I am talking to. That is who this episode is intended for. If you are a man tuning into this episode, feel free to keep listening. However, I more so highly encourage you to share this with the women in your life so that you can play an active role in their healing and support them and be, maybe use this time instead of listening to this episode to take a long hard look at how you might be playing a role in the patriarchy and misogyny. Take a look at how you are treating the ladies, not just in your life, but every lady that you come in contact with. And I highly encourage you to also evaluate the men that you are surrounding yourself with and you stand up against those people who are playing a role in this huge problem of misogyny, of the patriarchy, because the reality of it is if us women are going to heal. If we are going to take back our power, we need your support. But anyways, welcome back to Healing, Growing, Evolving, the podcast. Or welcome, if this is your first time tuning in, My name is Carson, and I am excited for today's episode. This episode is in honor of Women's History Month, so if you didn't know, March is recognized as Women's Month. We only got a few days left of March, so wanted to get this episode out before the month ended. However, I personally think that every month should be Women's Month because, let's face it, we are the most divine, magical Powerful beings here on this earth, but unfortunately, like the title of this episode says, we are living in a man's world. The patriarchy has been around and infiltrated in our day to day lives for basically since the start of time. I have seen various different answers on the internet as to when the patriarchy officially started. I've seen anywhere from 4,000 years ago to 12,000 years ago. And I don't think we need an exact answer of how long the patriarchy has existed to agree that it has existed for way too long. And truthfully, there is a war on women in America and around the globe. And within the last year in America specifically, I think a lot of light has been shed on that and at times it leaves me feeling heartbroken and disempowered and scared and I know that I am not the only one that feels that way. And women and women's rights and women's health is something that I am just so passionate about and have always feel called to do something about because it is something that invokes a lot of feminine rage within me. And it's truthfully something that consumes me at times, thinking about what can I do? How can I do more to help women as a collective heal and take back their power and rise above this systematic patriarchy and misogyny and essentially win this war? And this episode is... Me trying to do that in the best way that I know how, because in my opinion, how we heal as a collective and how we rise above as a collective is first by healing at an individual level. As women, if we want to take our power back and if we want to rise above this patriarchy, we must first heal ourselves. We must first heal our relationships with our bodies. We must know how to connect to our bodies. We must awaken that divine feminine energy that lies within all of us. We must learn how to stop keeping ourselves small and staying quiet and being submissive and complacent to these systems put in place. And we need to take accountability and take a long hard look to see if we have any internalized misogyny and how that might be playing out in our lives and how we address that. Before we as women are able to free ourselves from these systems, we must first free ourselves from the systems within our own personal lives. And on top of that, we must learn how to stand together. We must learn how to heal the relationships that we have with the women in our lives and the women all around us. Because if we want to rise above, we have to do it together. We have to stand together and we all have to be on the same page. We have to stop looking at other women as competition and getting jealous of other women, but rather begin to look at women as our sisters, our mothers, our friends, our supporters, our teammates. So that is what today's episode is going to be all about. How we can tap into and awaken and heal that feminine energy within all of us and how we can reconnect with our bodies and heal our bodies and live in alignment and honor our bodies and how we can channel some of that feminine rage, that anger that we feel from these systems put in place to stand up for ourselves, to start being loud, to awaken that dark feminine within all of us and how we can stand together as a collective of women, how we can heal our relationships and our wounds with the women in our lives and all around us. So let's get this show on the road. First things first, we are going to be talking about the divine feminine. What is it? Who is she? What power does she hold? And how do we begin to awaken that energy within ourselves as women? First things first, the divine feminine is energy. It is the feminine aspect of this divine power, whatever you believe that to be, that connects and binds the earth together. The divine feminine is the goddess energy that exists within all of us. And because it is energy, it is not one singular person, and it is not something that we see or we hear, but rather It is felt, right? We feel energy and when we embody that energy, that is how this divine feminine is seen, is heard. And some of the characteristics of this divine feminine is she is nurturing. She has this motherly energy and she's affectionate. She's all about beauty and attraction and sensuality and she's very creative she loves to create and she's intuitive she listens to her intuition she lives by her body and she is open to receiving she wants peace and harmony and she is connected to the earth and she knows that the earth will always be providing for her and I think that there is this common misconception that being in your feminine energy, means that you are submissive, right? And that comes from this conditioning of the patriarchy. But that is so far from the truth because on top of being nurturing and motherly and affectionate, the divine feminine is also wild. And she is free and she is untamed and she does not give a single fuck about what society has to say about what she does. She does not care about the rules that were written for women and she is not afraid to use her voice and speak her truth, and she embraces her sexual nature. And that is one of those characteristics of the divine feminine that society has placed so much shame on and has tried to shy women away from their sexuality and their sensual nature. And I think that it is important that I note right here that while yes, I am listing off these characteristics that the divine feminine embodies, your femininity is sacred to you. And like I said, the divine feminine does not care about the rules that were written for her. So you get to decide what all of this means to you. You get to decide how you want to embody this energy and how you want to express it to the world. And so many of us have been for so long, so scared to define what this means to us and to allow ourselves to embody this energy to the world. And I'm here to tell you that it is not your fault. It is because of these systems of patriarchy and this misogyny and this toxic masculinity within our society that is perpetrated this issue because we as women have not been given a safe space to allow ourselves to embody that divine feminine. And as time has gone on, this toxic masculinity in our society has only gotten worse. We live in a society that encourages aggression and controlling other and everyone is on this rat race for power and dominance. And again, I mentioned this in my last episode. We live in this society that is so infiltrated with hustle culture and this go, go, go mentality. And the counterpart to the divine feminine is the divine masculine. However, the society that we live in, the masculine society we live in, Is not one of divinity. It does not embody the divine masculine. It embodies the shadow sides of the masculine, the toxic side. So when us as women are faced with these shadows, we've been confronting them with our own shadows because it is the only thing that we feel safe to do, right? And we've become victims and so insecure and passive and submissive and not authentic to ourselves and at times manipulative. And we've, even as women, had to take on and embody some of these masculine traits, right? We embody that hustle mentality, that go, go, go mindset. And again, as women, that is so far from our fault it is because of these systems that we live in that encourage these traits within us and that don't provide us a safe space to embody that divine feminine energy but the reality of it is 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 society going to provide us a safe space to do that at this point i don't think so so it is up to us to create that safety within ourselves and to give ourselves The permission to awaken that side of ourselves. So, where do we start, and how do we begin to awaken this energy within all of us? And first things first is you need to start by healing and examining the wounds that you have surrounding femininity and what that means to you. And that's going to look like evaluating what it is that you have been taught that being a woman means. What is the role of a woman? What does she look like? How does she act? How does she behave? And these beliefs are going to come not only from these systems that infiltrate all of our lives, but also the women that we were surrounded with when we were growing up. Or, on the counter side, the lack of women in our lives when we were growing up. Maybe you have been taught that women are weaker than men whether that is physically or mentally or you have been taught that women are supposed to be submissive or that their role is just to run the household and people please or this one this one gets me maybe you've been told that you need to act ladylike and if you haven't noticed I like to cuss and a lot of people will try to tell me that that is not ladylike and you know what I have to say to that? Fuck you, <laughs> right? Like they're all of these things that we have been taught not to do because they don't embody femininity or things that we should do to be more feminine and we might all share some similar wounds surrounding femininity There are going to be a lot of differences in our wounds surrounding femininity because we all come from very different backgrounds and cultures and family systems and we all went to different types of schools and have been exposed to different type of people and have received different types of education. So healing these wounds comes down to looking at your own personal experiences and seeing What beliefs you've inherited, you've been taught about what it means to be a woman, what it means to be feminine, and evaluating those beliefs and seeing if those align with what your definition of being woman, what your definition of being feminine means. And this is something that I highly encourage you to journal about and really take some time to evaluate Which of these beliefs are actually mine and I hold to be true? And which of these beliefs are ones that have been fed to me and taught to me by others? And like I've said, the divine feminine does not care about rules that have been written for her by society or by others. And the divine feminine is all about embodying that authenticity. So it is you who get to decide what womanhood and what femininity looks like to you. And the only way to begin to shift to this authentic embodiment is to let go of these beliefs to release them. The divine feminine moves to the beat of her own drum and healing these wounds, releasing these beliefs is all about giving ourselves the permission to do that. And in order to feel comfortable and safe in this authentic energy, we must learn how to commit to self-love and self-acceptance. And that's really the second step in awakening this energy within us. And also the divine feminine is all about sharing her love and her compassion with the world, but if we are not first loving ourselves and first showing ourselves that compassion, it is really hard to share that with the world and it is really hard to pour from an empty cup. And topics of self-love and self-acceptance and self-compassion could be a whole episode on its own, but my biggest piece of advice to you is to start, start small. If you have spent majority of your life hating on yourself, and being your own biggest bully, you are not just going to wake up one day all of a sudden with this radical self-love and acceptance. It is something that takes time. It is a journey. And again, this is another one of those things that requires a lot of rewiring of the beliefs that we were fed about ourselves from those in our childhood, in our upbringing. And it involves meeting those pieces of ourselves that we were taught were unlovable and giving them the most utmost unconditional love and looking at our strengths and the sides of us that we do love and asking ourselves how can we carry over the love that we have for that piece of me to another piece of me. And again, self-love is such a journey and it requires slowness. And one thing that I love to do as someone who truthfully to this day still does at times struggle with my self-love every morning when I journal, I just list out five things that I love about myself and I try not to repeat the things day to day. And the more that I do this, the more that I realize okay, I'm actually kind of cool and there actually is a lot to love about me. And when you're on this self-love and self-acceptance journey, it is so important not only to surround yourself with people who love you, but also love themselves. Because when you are trying to rewire these beliefs you have about yourself as to what is and isn't lovable, It is so hard to be around people who are constantly shitting on themselves. For example, this is something that I see a lot and I've heard a lot of people talk about how it bothers them. If you are on a journey of trying to learn how to love your body and you are with someone who might have a similar body type to you or maybe you even think is a more favorable body type than yours and they are constantly making comments about their own body, criticizing it, saying how ugly and unworthy it is. What that does to your brain is so challenging because you might be looking at them like, Wow, you have an amazing body, but you think that your body is ugly. What do you think about mine? And that's just one example, but that is why it is so important to be around people who love you and who love themselves. And that leads me into our third piece of awakening this divine feminine energy, and that is connecting with your body and living in alignment with your body. And the conversation of women's bodies is the one that gets me the most enraged and heartbroken because luckily I live in a state where I still have the rights to my body. However, that is not the case for many, many, many women in America and that is just so unbelievably unfair because women's bodies are sacred. We literally hold a portal of life between the divine and earth between our legs, and there are people in power that are telling us what we can and cannot do with our bodies and using our bodies as pawns in political games and schemes. And that is absolutely disgusting and gut-wrenching and heartbreaking. And while I would love nothing more than to sit here and tell you that you have power over what you do or don't do with your body, I cannot say that with a clear conscience. But what I can tell you is that as a woman, you do have the power to connect with your body to live in alignment with your body, to nourish your body, and to treat it like the sacred vessel that it is. And when it comes to connecting with your body and living in alignment with it, you must learn this one thing. We as women live in a cyclical nature, right? That is why we have periods. We have menstrual cycles. And what I mean by that is us as women, we live in these cycles that are 28 to 32 days on average cycles, right? So the length of a menstrual cycle. Our hormones are constantly fluctuating from day to day, meaning our body constantly needs different things day to day. And our bodies. Capabilities are different from day to day, and it befuddles me why, as women and as girls, we are never taught this. I don't know about you all, but when I was taught about my period in sex ed in elementary school, and truthfully, by any doctor ever. It was kind of just like, yeah, this is your period. You have it once a month. It's just this thing that you deal with. And truthfully, I think that that was on purpose and it was intentional to keep women disconnected from our bodies because the reality of it is we live in this 24-hour cycle. And do you know what that resembles? A man's hormone cycle, right? We live in this society where we are expected to be able to do the same thing and perform the same way day in to day out. However, that goes completely against the nature of a woman's body. And again, this is another one of those things that I could do a whole episode on and I am going to do a whole episode on it at some point because it is something I'm so passionate about and it is something that I will admit I did not really learn and grasp the depth of our cyclical nature as women until about two years ago when I really started to begin this journey of balancing my hormones and trying to learn what it is that my body is doing in different phases of the month and how to actually honor those phases and honor what my body needs and wants. But what I will leave you with for this episode is The absolute very basics is that as women, we have four different phases that we experience throughout the month, right? We have our follicular phase, we have ovulation, we have our luteal phase, and then we have menstruation. And the best way to look at that is to compare it to the seasons, right? So our follicular phase is like our inner spring, our ovulation phase is like our inner summer. Luteal is fall and menstruation is winter. And what I want you to really try to grasp and understand and embody about all of this is that do not expect yourself to be able to perform and do the same things from day to day. Your hormones are constantly fluctuating. Therefore, your needs, your capability, your output is going to fluctuate day to day and you have to learn how to tap into what it is that your body is asking you to do and not to do. And you have to learn to give yourself grace and treat your body with respect and don't constantly ask so much out of it all the time because it is already doing so, so, so much to take care of you. And aside from connecting with our menstrual cycle and our cyclical nature as women, connecting with our bodies also looks like allowing our bodies to just live in this flow state, right? Flowing through life, engaging in things like dancing and yoga and Shaking your hips. Shaking your hips is such a good thing to do as women because it connects us with our womb space. And just really allowing yourself to tap into your body's needs and desires and nourishing your body with healthy foods and movement and love and respect. And if you are someone who is holding a lot of stress or trauma in your body, going down the path of healing that and clearing that so you can return to your trueness, your purity of your body without that stress, without the trauma. Because like I said, as women, it is unfortunately so easy to feel like our bodies are not ours and they are being disrespected and degraded and that is why it is so important for each and every one of us to do as much as we can to treat our bodies with respect to remind them that they are loved and that they matter and that they are worthy because when the society and systems that we live in do not protect our bodies we have to fight like hell to protect our own bodies, and to give them what they deserve. So on a less heavy note, what else can we do to awaken this divine feminine within us? Connecting with nature, with Mother Earth, right? Nature is another thing that goes through these seasons, these cycles. And so for us as women who also experience these seasons and cycles to connect with something greater than ourselves that also represents that is such a powerful experience for us, right? So just letting yourself get out in nature and just be free, connecting with the trees, with the flowers, with the grass, sitting under the sun, right? We are entering these warmer months, so this should be easier for a lot of us. And also to add a layer to this, Go dance in nature. That is such a great way to embody and connect with your divine feminine. Another thing we can do is we can embrace rest and we can allow ourselves to rest. The divine feminine loves slowness. She loves softness. She loves rest. And again, we live in a patriarchy that is just always demanding us to produce and to achieve and so we must allow ourselves at times to go against that and to rest and just chill out. And one of my favorite sayings about rest is if you are feeling guilty while you are resting, you are not actually resting. So you must learn how to rewire what you've been taught about rest and you must learn how to take that shame away, that pressure to constantly be doing. And rest can look like a whole bunch of different things, right? Rest doesn't need to be the same for us all across the board. I just encourage you to find those things that really recharge and nourish your mind, your body, and your spirit. Another integral part of awakening this divine feminine is allowing yourself to be Open to receiving, right? Getting yourself in that receiving mode. I think as women, we are often taught that we are the givers, we are the caretakers, but that's not always the truth, right? That might be something that we do embody. We do like to take care of others, we do like to give our help, our services. However, we also need to learn how to be comfortable receiving those things ourselves, And this is going to be another one of those things that you might have to go back and address your beliefs and your conditioning surrounding receiving. I posted something on my Instagram story the other day about how a small win that I have had lately was I allowed someone at the grocery store, a man specifically, to help me get something off a high shelf. And I did not hesitate when he asked if I needed help. And that ability to receive help from others, specifically men, has been something that through my awakening, my divine feminine, I've had to do a lot of work rewiring, right? Because I used to have these beliefs that Receiving help made me weak or lesser than. But when we become open to receiving, getting in this receiving mode, it helps to make our lives easier in a sense. And it also allows us to begin to get comfortable with receiving blessings and abundance from the universe and not just from people on this physical plane. Other things that can help us awaken is Shifting away from this doing mentality to this being mentality. And my last episode that I posted was all about this. So you can go listen to that. I'm not going to continue to talk about that. But instead of constantly be doing, 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 just allowing ourselves to be present, to be embodied, to be in the moment, to experience, to live through our senses. And I know I've just given you several different ways how to awaken this divine feminine within you but I just want to emphasize that this journey, this process is so personalized to you and it really boils down to allowing yourself to embody whatever divine feminine means to you and not shying away from the pieces of you that make you you and just giving yourself permission to let All of those pieces coexist peacefully and creating a safe space within yourself so that you can shine and you can show your true authentic self to this world and say, screw it to the rules that society has placed on all of us as women. So now that we've talked about the divine feminine, we are going to shift gears a little bit. So The Divine Feminine represents light, and where there is light, there is always dark. So we are going to be talking about our Dark Feminine. And me personally, I might even like the Dark Feminine more than the Divine Feminine. However, it is important to remember that we need a balance of both if we are going to activate our true power and embody our highest divinity potential. And I think it is easy to associate light with good and dark with bad, but that is not the case here, right? Our dark feminine is our fiery, fierce, passionate, transformational aspect of ourselves as women. Our dark feminine also embodies creativity and authenticity just like our divine feminine but she is also powerful and she is magnetic and she is passionate and she is fearless and just like the divine feminine has been pushed down by society and has not been given a safe space to express, express itself The same is true for our dark feminine. We as women have been taught to stay quiet, to not speak up or speak out against people. We have been taught to bury our anger and hide our true sexual desires and we have been taught that Men are the one that hold the power and they should be the ones in power. And dismantling these beliefs and breaking free from what we've been taught and told to do is going to be so important when it comes to rising above this patriarchy and taking it down. And in recent events and America and honestly all around the world and the media, I have seen so many powerful protests by women, and that is a perfect example of this dark feminine awakening. Women have every right to be pissed off by these systems and so fed up, and it is so empowering watching that energy translate out into our actions, translate out into Women coming together and protesting against these systems that are trying to keep us down. And when we feel that feminine rage, it is our duty to give ourselves permission to let ourselves express that, to let that dark feminine within us awaken. Our dark feminine is strength. She is power. She is Fire And just like that divine feminine, she does not care about what people have to say about what she is doing. She speaks her truth and she does not hold back. And when we were talking about the divine feminine, one of the first pieces I told you to do was to go back and evaluate what it is that you've been taught about femininity. And I want you to do the same thing for those dark feminine characteristics, right? evaluate what you've been taught about if and when women should speak up, if women should express their emotions and their anger, if women should be in positions of power, if we should embody strength. Because in my opinion, it is when we allow ourselves to activate these dark feminine characteristics, that is when we will really start to see These changes at the collective level, that is when we as women will actually start taking action and doing things to burn this man's world to the ground. So I encourage you as you are redefining femininity for yourself and activating this energy within you that you not only think about that nurturing, compassionate, motherly aspect of femininity, but you address and you let that fucking powerful fiery part of you come through and express to this world because again where there is light there is dark and allowing yourself to embody these dark aspects does not take away from the divine feminine if anything it adds to her and to find The balance between the two that feels comfortable and resonates with us the most is how we as women take back our power and stand in that power. All right, so we've talked a lot about how we can heal and take back our power at the individual level. And the last thing that I want to touch on is how, as women, can we. come together and stand in unity. And the first thing that I want to touch on is addressing our mother wounds because typically our mothers are the first relationship that we have in our lives with another woman. And again, this is one of those topics that deserves its own episode and will at some point in in time get its own episode because mother wounds can show up in many, many different ways. But the main core aspect of mother wounds that I want to touch on for this episode is evaluating and addressing the ways in which your mother was not able to show up and provide for you in your childhood, in your upbringing. Looking at what it is that your mother was not able to give you whether that be safety and protection or love and compassion or a safe space to express your emotions or tools for emotional regulation or tools and the proper mindsets to help you cultivate a healthy relationship with your body. Whatever it may be, I want you to take those things and now Give them to yourself. Learn how to take an active role in being your own mother. And a crucial piece of all of this is remembering that your mom did the best that she knew how to do with what she had, with the tools that she had, and that your mom is just another person with her own wounds and those wounds are probably what got in the way of her not being able to provide you with what you needed in your upbringing and that is just scratching the absolute top layer of healing mother wounds and learning how to reparent yourself but as you do this, you learn to have empathy and compassion for your mother and you begin to look at her as her own unique individual and you learn to give yourself those things in adulthood. And as we do that, we learn how we can stand together with our mothers and how we can take what we've learned from healing this relationship and reflect it to the other relationships that we have with women in our lives. And that leads me in to the last thing that I want to talk about before closing out this episode, and that is the sisterhood wound. And while, yes, this can apply to biological familial sisters, I'm also referring just to other women in general as your sisters of the earth, of the universe. And this wound represents the pain the distrust, the jealousy, the competition, the insecurity, the comparison that we feel when we are relating to other women. And this wound is highly rooted in the patriarchy and the way that men put women against each other in our society. The patriarchy teaches us that some women are more favorable more attractive more lovable than others and the patriarchy has conditioned us to look at other women as competition and this is where it is our responsibility to look deep within ourselves to see how this conditioning might be showing up in our lives whether it is You viewing yourself as better than other women or you viewing other women as better than you. Because it is not until we heal these wounds within ourselves that we are able to truly come together and stand as one, as women. Other women are not your competition. They are your teammates. Especially women that are on the same mission as you. Women who have similar passions and interests and hobbies and I think that that is one place where this sister wound so heavily shows up as we see a woman doing the same thing as us and we view them as our competition but when we shift our mindset to view them as someone who can help us and we can help them that is how we rise above and that is how we win because there is infinite space in this world for everyone's beauty to shine through, for everyone's talent to be expressed, for everyone to succeed and get what they want. And we do not have to step on each other's toes in order to do that. We as women are strong and we are powerful, but we are even stronger and even more powerful when we stand together. So I encourage you to take a long hard look at where these wounds might be showing up in your life and where they might be coming from and allow yourself to start to shift away from this individualistic mindset to this sisterhood because friendship and community is such a crucial piece of healing, growing, evolving, and it is going to be a crucial piece of us as women rising above the patriarchy and dismantling these systems that are trying to keep us down. I'm going to close this episode off there and I hope that you were able to take at least one thing away from what I had to say today and I just want to remind you that you are so fucking magical and powerful. You are capable of both creation and destruction. And I know that at times being a woman in this world, in today's society, can feel so disempowering and scary. But I encourage you that even when it gets hard, that You stand in that power and you ignite that fire within you and you move in love and you find friends and community that are going to help remind you of how powerful you are. Happy Women's Month. And again, in my book, every month is Women's Month and you deserve to be celebrated each and every day. And don't you dare forget that. I love you all so, so very much and I am looking forward to talking with you in the next episode.